early June when summer has just begun in Korea, there's a period of time every day that just makes you look up. Starting around maybe half an hour before our show closes, the sky puts on a beautiful show of colors with different lineups of colors each day. On some days it's pinkish violet, on some days it's purplish orange, and on other days it's yellowish red. Scientists will tell you that the beautiful sunset glow results from birefringence or different pressure cross-sections of the atmosphere. In other words, it's all about the angles at which the light enters the atmosphere and its colors are determined by the types and amounts of gases and pollutants present in the air on that particular day. The more particles there are, the more the light disperses to cause that pinkish and purplish hue. And just the right amount of thin clouds are required for sunlight to penetrate through as well. Now, it just so happens that all of these requirements are perfectly met in the sky over the Korean peninsula right around this time of year. What kind of colors do you think we'll get to see today? I'm Lena Park, and this is One Fine Day. Welcome to One Fine Day with Lena Park. Starting us off today was Nell with the song Still Sunset. Now here in Korea, apparently the sunset glow is at its peak about 30 minutes before the actual setting of the sun. This is general knowledge, I think. But now that the daylight's gotten longer, I am fortunate to see just a little bit of these sunset colors at the tail end on my way home from work. My favorite colors are the really dramatic deep reds, the vermilion reds, um, reds and yellows and the bright oranges, uh, because that's kind of what I grew up with, right? A lot of bright California orange, I think that's what it's called. I didn't know, but to me, it just, it reminds me of uh, the song Tequila Sunrise. It also reminds me of the cocktail, because <laughs> those are the colors, right? If you've ever seen uh, what a tequila sunrise looks like, yeah, it's pretty, because it really is that vibrant sometimes. Now that I have learned that they are only seen right around this time of year, well, now it just makes it all the more special, all the more precious, something we really can't take for granted, and we've got to just really enjoy it while we can. So, while we do wait for the sunset together, let's enjoy some great music, shall we? But before we get to our next song, I'm wondering what are the sunset colors like where you are? What are some of your favorite sunset colors? Tell me all about it as you also tell me where you are and what you're doing right now. While at it, don't forget to tell me which songs you want to hear while we wait for the sunset. And share your sayonder stories and anecdotes about anything and everything. Nothing is too trivial. Anything goes. Just message me on Kong 
right on the various message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr or leave a comment on our latest posts on Instagram at KBS One Fine Day and Facebook at facebook.com slash English KBS. If you're streaming us via YouTube at youtube.com slash KBS World Radio Service, you can leave your messages there as well. If you have a Korean phone number, you can text me at sharp 8150. It's 51 per SMS and 101 per MMS. In part two of the show, we've got our very own Kayo Top 10 of the week. So do stick around for our mini trip back in time. But before all that, I will be right back with today's Where Are You on YouTube after one more song break. Here is IU with her song, Strawberry Moon. One Fine Day is coming to you live from Seoul, Korea. Currently, it is 5.22 p.m. as I speak. And we have actually kind of a cloudy-ish day today. Um, it's uh, warm, not too hot, little cloudy when I came into work today. So I'm wondering how that's going to affect our sunset colors here today. Right now, I'm talking to you in a studio located on the fourth floor of the main KBS building in Yeido, Seoul. Where are you? Time now for our global roll call. A chance for me to find out where in the world all my listeners are and what you are all up to today. Aside from listening to OFD, of course, where are you? Amir Jamil says, Hi, Lena Park. Good noon. How are you? I am Amir Jamil from Pakistan. I am at my work now. I'm at work now in university. It's a sunny day and hot day here. How is the weather in Seoul? I think we just discussed that. I'm glad I answered your question already. Um, sunny and hot is what we had been seeing uh, up until today. And then it got a little cooler. Had a spot of rain yesterday as well. Ray Liu R says, Oh, I opened the IG app and there you are, Nuna. Annyeonghaseyo. I think this is my first message to you as a graduated Master of Arts in English. Well, congratulations. That is quite a feat. Very, very good. It feels weird, but at the same time, like nothing has changed. I've been catching up on the podcast episodes and heard your well wishes on my graduation. Thank you, Nuna. Uh, it's a song that I listen to twice a day. It's inertia. 정연 누나 오늘도 화이팅! Alright. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad that inertia is giving you good inertia, I suppose. Um, hopefully it's the kind that uh, keeps you in motion. Well, anyway, congratulations. That's such a big feat to complete your master's degree. That's quite an accomplishment. So you deserve a good break. You deserve to treat yourself. Listener Nanya's bar says, DJ Lena, weather like today gives mom's mom's hair chip 
so I put on a pink jacket. I was a little shy to wear it on a sunny day, but it looks bright and nice today. Maybe that's just me being delusional, but it lifted my mood, so it's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, anything you can do to lift your mood, I agree. It's all good. Listener Kamele Azura says, Good morning, Didi Lena. Hope you are having a beautiful day. Thank you. I hope you are having one as well. Thanks for dropping a message on our message boards. Lim Tui writes, I came on a business trip on the Shinkansen early in the morning. Whenever I feel the limit of my physical strength, I think about your self-management and passion, and those things cheer me up. 저도 열심히 할게요. 이번 주도 잘 부탁드려요. All right. Well, definitely sometimes our physical strength, our mental, emotional strength are always kind of put to the test in our daily lives. But all we can do is kind of remind each other to hang in there and keep the faith. All right. Let's look at song requests. Our first comes from Blue Maniac 925, who would like to listen to New Jeans OMG and says in advance, thank you to me and also our PD meme. You're very welcome in advance as well. Chungsook72 says, DJ Lena, you're a goddess in today's picture. So pretty. Oh, thank you very much. Last Saturday, I was caught off guard by your end eye. And I'm still reeling from it today. Well, even if the encore song left such an impression on me, then my head is still full of your concert. What a happy festival period. Now there is Kunsan and Kuyang left. I wish it wouldn't end. But for now, I'm not going to look too far ahead. I want to request Park Jonghyun's Only One. All right. Well, looks like you've been uh, very diligently coming to all of the shows, it seems like. And yes, we have um, two cities left. Kunsan coming up, um, not this weekend, but the next. And then we have Koyang coming up uh, at the beginning of July. So yes, since there's going to be a little bit of more of a space between the shows, I'm just hoping that I don't lose my momentum. That will be kind of my big job to not lose it. I hope that everything works out. And yes, it's a happy festival period for you guys. It's a tiring period for me. <laughs> All right, let's listen to these two songs back to back right now. First up, New Jeans with OMG. And then it is me, Park Jung Hyun, with Only One. That was me, Park Jonghyun, with only one. And before that, we heard New Jeans with OMG. Listener Forever Lena says, Did you have a great time in Daegu over the weekend? It's physically taxing just to enjoy the concert as an audience member, so I can't imagine how hard it must be for you. I hope you're getting a lot of good energy from the audience. Yes, I'm getting... Okay, energy, depending on the day, depending on the crowd. But yeah, yeah, so far it's been great. Jongsonga writes, 서울, Busan, Daegu, three weeks in a row. You've worked so hard. 수고 많으셨어요. Thank you. Here I am, 0203 writes, 안녕하세요, DJ Lina. I went to Daegu for the first time in a while last weekend, and it was so hot. 
I still love the concert. 오늘도 화이팅입니다. Yes, Daegu was pretty hot. It was like 30 degrees in the daytime, the high of 30 each day. Uh, but it was nice, though, I have to say. It was, even though it was hot, it wasn't too humid yet. Not yet, <laughs> but yeah. So as we went down there, Daegu showed us a proper hot day. That's for sure. Lena-ism writes, 안녕하세요, 누나. After crossing the bridge to happiness for three weeks in a row, now I want to cross the bridges of Gunsan and Goyang too. Unfortunately, the tickets are sold out. Well, I'll try my best to find the tickets somehow. But if fall fails, I'll be cheering you on from afar. Thank you so much for making May and June such happy months. All right, I'm glad you guys are enjoying yourselves and have enjoyed yourselves. Um, tickets are sold out. My goodness. Well, hopefully something will come up. Maybe there'll be cancellations or something. Jisoo Kim 0801 writes, Hi, Nuna. Hope you had some good rest for the holidays. By the way, is this a selfie from your 20s? Well, your new concert office is gorgeous. I am very proud of myself for buying a ticket for the last concert on Goyang without any hesitance. Ha ha. <laughs> All right. Ah, joining me again uh, for our last shows all the way over in July. We've barely started June, but uh, that's definitely thinking ahead. Uh, did I get any rest? Not a lot. No, I've been very, very busy. have tons of visitors coming to Korea all at once, all over the place. And my, my house is like a hotel. <laughs> I'm just hosting friends and my parents. And I mean, it's lovely. I just wish I had more time for them. Um, but I've been splitting my time between personal uh, activity and then work activity. And it's a little hectic. I'm not going to lie. Regarding our opening of the show, Jerry 76 says, Well, sunsets, if you're watching it with someone you love, even a cloudy sunset looks beautiful. That is actually very, very true. I actually have to agree heartily. You know, even a, even a gloomy rainy day is a romantic wet day, right? I mean, it's just all in our perspective, that's for sure. Sure. So on that note... We thought we'd listen to a song by a group called Noor, which is the word for sunset glow in Korean. Here is their rendition of the song, Hamke or Together. You're listening to One Fine Day with Lena Park on KBS World Radio. Listener I'm Kelly writes, Another great selfie. I really dig it. The angle, your radiant smile, and the way you look at the camera. Everything comes together beautifully, flawlessly in the picture. By the way, are you well rested after Tegu concerts? I came to the office in five days, and I don't think my body and mentality function well today. I couldn't relate more to yesterday's opening about sleeping in holidays. What a complex and love-hate relationship I have with sleep. There are times when the more I want to sleep in, the worse my sleep quality becomes. On holidays and weekends, I find myself becoming obsessed with catching up on sleep. I know that this obsession itself 
causes me tension and stress. And these two are the biggest barriers for me to fall asleep, but I can't shake them off. How is it that emptying my mind is not easy at all? Sometimes I have to let go of my expectations of having a good night's sleep. After four to seven days of sleep deprivation, there will come a day when I can sleep well again. I think that uh, this is um, pretty true for a lot of people, uh, especially when we're kind of dealing with trying to regulate our body functions and, and um, you know, kind of trying to adjust to changing schedules, right? If, if it's not a completely regular routine. I mean, there are those people who's, you know, sleep before their head hits the pillow kind of people. But a lot of us out there are dealing with a lot of mental um, stress and not so much anxiety, but just a lot of busyness in our minds. And it really does kind of take away from our ability to relax. In fact, I think emptying our minds is actually kind of a hard thing. I think that's why some people try to learn meditation, because sometimes it's something we have to practice to get better at. So, yeah, I think that there are ways, first of all, identifying what the problem is, like you're doing, is I think a very good place to start, and then trying to find um, different ways to kind of um, help uh, take care and solve each problem, right? Uh, I don't know, meditation sounds good, uh, different kinds of uh, relax therapies or techniques out there to kind of hang on to. I used to listen to classical music before I would go to bed because my mind could still kind of be busy and focus on it, but then I could also, my body could relax and it kind of helped. So yeah, there's lots of things I, I think you can explore out there instead of depriving yourself of sleep, please, no, no. But I do hope you get some good night's sleep very, very soon. Alicia Y. writes, My family arrived in Korea on Saturday, and we spent the weekend in Busan. Though it's technically my second time in Busan, it was my first time really looking around, and we managed to cover all the main tourist attractions. We turned to Seoul on Monday, and I think my family still likes Seoul more, particularly for the food options. We're now staying in Myeongdong, and I was a little worried as I heard food there wasn't as good, despite being popular amongst tourists. But when I took the family to a restaurant there for Taktoritang and Takhanmari on the first night, they liked it so much and said it's the best chicken they've had in a while. Visited many places for the first time, including Namsan Tower and Doksugung. But I think my fa sister's fave was the cheap shopping at Kusok Terminal. Today, we wandered around a couple of uni campuses, even eating some uni food for lunch, which they somehow liked a lot. Unfortunately for me, my sister tells me she's craving lamyeon and kimbap. <laughs> well, you know what? You can have your lamyeon and kimbap. That's also kind of a quintessential Korean experience. Just make sure that you uh, don't get it from the convenience store. Yeah, go to like uh, at least a little kind of mom and pop kimbap neighborhood joint, right? Make sure it's fresh. All right, I'm glad you guys are enjoying your time in Seoul and you have some beautiful weather also to accompany your trip. Listener Ian Kang says, Anni, I am in Busan, my hometown. The weather here is cooler than it is in Seoul today. 
I was so happy to see you in Tegu last weekend, and I want to thank you for the best concert ever. 오늘도 사랑해요. I want to request day six's Yepossa. All right. I guess you're um, digging my rendition of it in the concert and want to hear it. The original. Good time to visit the original, sure, for our next song break. Hope you are enjoying Busan. A couple people down there, or people, a lot of people traveling in general, I think. Um, from here on out till the rest of the summer, I think this will be the norm. All right. We're going to play Ian King's um, song request for our next song break. So we'll all enjoy day six with their song, Yepasa, You Were Beautiful. different but not entirely two different songs from two different parts of the world it's like they belong to a parallel universe it's time to listen to a couple of songs that are seemingly nothing alike but actually somewhat similar in one way or another upon closer inspection one k-pop track and one non-k-pop track it's parallel universe today We'll listen to two songs that share the title Happy Hour. First up, it's the K-pop song called Happy Hour by Kara. Now, this girl group made their debut in 2007. They enjoyed great popularity, both home and abroad. Recently, they made a comeback after a seven-year break to mark the 16th anniversary of their debut. Their song, Happy Hour, comes off of that very special album, entitled 15th Anniversary Special Album Move Again. It is the first track on the album, with lyrics co-written by the group's members to express their love and gratitude for their fans. The song starts like this. Welcome to my place. Follow this melody to find me. I've been waiting or how amazing it is. For a while, put down the days you've endured holding your breath. From now on, what should I say? I just want to say one thing for you. I love you. All right, when you know it's for the fan, it does seem very, very sweet. And yes, it seems like they were also holding their breath, waiting for the, the time that they could come back. So got lots of multiple meanings and multiple layers there. Our non-K-pop song of the day is Happy Hour by American rock band Weezer. Hailing from Los Angeles, this band was formed in 1992 and has since sold 10 million albums in the U.S., over 35 million worldwide. Their 2017 song, Happy Hour, comes off of the band's 11th studio album entitled Pacific Daydream. It's been described as a sad message wrapped up in a sunny package. All right, interesting. Here's a bit of the words. I'm like Stevie Ray Vaughan on the stage, high on music, teeth grinding, sweating under the lights, but then my boss comes, and she's crushing me with a 20-ton weight, just like in Mighty Python. 
Somebody left on the sink. It's still running. My eyes are going to overflow. I need happy hour on sad days. I need happy hour. I can't wait. Well, none of these actually talking about the happy hour that we think about um, during, you know, those early dinner special, those times in restaurants and stuff. No, but these are two very different songs with the same title. Let's listen to them now. Happy Hour by Kara and Happy Hour by Weezer. That was Happy Hour by Weezer. Before that, Happy Hour by Kara. Those were our parallel universe songs of the day. Now stay with us. Because coming up in part two, it is OFD's version of Kyo Top 10. But let me wrap up part one of the show with one more song. Here is Mamamoo Plus with Better featuring Big Naughty. Welcome to part two of One Fine Day with Lena Park. In just a moment, we will hop on a time machine and travel back in time to listen to some good old Kayo for our Wednesday segment, Kayo Top 10. I'll be right back with Liz after this song break. Here is Kude Kounne Sarang, Beautiful My Love by Urban Zakapa. Once upon a time, there were days when K-pop was simply known as Kayo. And back in those days, every Wednesday evening, every Korean music fan tuned into KBS2 TV to watch their favorite singers perform on the legendary music chart program dubbed the Kayo Top 10. It is not Throwback Thursday or Flashback Friday, but way back on Wednesday, and we're going to take a trip back in time to listen to some old-school K-pop music that we used to just simply call Kayo. Now, our guide through this trip, as always, it is our staff writer, Liz. Hello. Hello, Liz. Are you all ready for the summertime? Well, what have I got to do? be ready for though <laughs> <laughs> it's just that you have a fun watermelon on your sweater today. oh yeah it's a uh, very a very iconic kind of symbol summer of summer summer staple. yeah it's I've... one of the few things that it's both true for me here in korea as well oh, yeah. as when i was growing up uh-huh. in southern california but watermelon the summer fruit but was the water or were the watermelons in la as good as they are here because the ones in vancouver were really bland I think they were good. I remember them being good. Mm. But I have to preface that with a disclaimer that actually my mom, the way she liked to prepare mm-hmm. watermelons is she'd cube them up, mm-hmm. put them in a big, you know, silver, like, naengmyeon bowl or all those. <laughs> we all, Punch bowls. We had all those stainless yeah. steel noodle bowls oh, yeah. growing up, right? Yeah. Uh, she'd put that in a big bowl like that, cube it up, put a bunch of ice, and a bunch of sugar. 
I think that's a Tegu thing. Is it? I think that's so. how my mom prepares watermelon for us. That's how uh, my dad likes it too. Yeah. But then my mom's like, you're putting sugar on sugar. sugar. You know? so, um, <laughs> and when I was a kid, though, there mm-hmm. was no such thing as too much sugar. Yeah, that's true, so, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I, I can't really, really recall um, mm. whether it was, like, super, super sweet or mm-hmm. not, because I was always eating it like that, right. the way my mom made it for me. I remember back in Vancouver, well, after I asked the question to you, I yeah. realized that California, fruit in California in general are just, you know, by definition, sweet and good. Pretty good. Um, Some things are pretty good, yeah. Ones available in Vancouver are not always <laughs> uh, <laughs> the same. I mean, they're... The red delicious. <laughs> Worst apples ever. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason they put the word delicious in there to con it people. It was weird, yeah. yeah. The red delicious apple, the, the most not delicious apple. No. <laughs> and they look like that they poison look be- apple from they look Snow beautiful. White. They yeah. look like the apples that are in picture books for children. Yeah, and the ones that people painted. Right, yeah, exactly, that, in um, the fruit bowls. Yeah, don't bite into Still them. St- like, might as well be styrofoam. Really funny, <laughs> um, red delicious apples. Nope. Um, no, but yes, fruit was obviously oranges. Yeah. was what we mostly ate yeah. in California. Yeah. Oranges and, um, yeah. I know in Vancouver, our blueberries and cherries were good. Oh. They were they were pretty good. But watermelon, for some odd reason, I don't know which part of the country they came from, but <laughs> they're always very bland and uh, very fibery. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've had those before. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah. and they're, like, elongated. They're, like, oh, yeah, they're you know, the ass. ones in Bearstein books. Right, in, <laughs> right. Yeah, but uh, the ones in Korea, they're almost spherical. Yeah. And they're super sweet. Very sweet. To the rinds, even. Like, yes. even the white parts are sweet. So yeah, they are. They're... Yeah, so I've been, I'm on my second watermelon. Are you really yeah. already? <laughs> Oh, I wasn't even... I'm not mentally prepared to get to the watermelon stage I, of my yeah, summer yet. I thought... So when I bought one home, yeah. my mom was like, it's too early. They're not going to be sweet, yeah. right? But then I cracked it open and my mom's like, okay, we're going to need another one. Wow. That's sweet already. Yeah. All right. Pretty it is good. summer full on here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to visit a different summer from a different year. Where are we going today, Liz? We are going to the summer of 2002. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a good summer. It was and, a good summer. Uh, it it was, was a busy summer for for me. It was a busy summer for most Koreans here in Korea, too, because... And everywhere else in the world. True. Uh, but we were especially busy because the World Cup was going on. Right. And yeah. it was a special World Cup because we were co-hosting it with mm-hmm. Japan. That's right. It was a very kind of an historic event. Oh, of course. Yes. And uh, you sang. I was part <laughs> the of the song. official soundtrack. Right. Yes, absolutely. And the rest of us were out in the streets. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Every day, <laughs> cheering, and... cheering, and having fun because Korea saw um, they had the time, they had the performance of their lives in oh, yeah. the World Cup. Oh yeah, totally. And uh, that event, yeah. that well, it was a global sporting event, but also a, a momentous event for mm-hmm. Korea as a country as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the reason why I'm here because <laughs> I was fooled. <laughs> I thought the country was having fun like that every summer, right? I, You're again. like, wow, Korea's great. Yeah, they're like out on the streets every summer. Yeah. And, but you didn't know it was just a fluke in that one year only. Did not know that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that Beautiful. was one of my first summers in Korea in years. And mm-hmm. well, as a grown up too. Sure. So, yes. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of drinking involved <laughs> and a lot of free drinking involved as well because whenever we score the goal, yeah. the Team Korea scored the goal, the wh- wherever we were drinking, yeah, they'd the be like, yeah, the proprietors are like, 
drinks for everyone. So, That's yeah. so funny. And yeah. we got free pizza, free chicken. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it was it's true. Fantastic. People cheering on the streets, mm-hmm. and the country came together like no other time. It was Mm-mm, just fantastic. Yes. Um, but before we launch in into our summer of 2002, what mm-hmm. a crazy summer. Also, good music that oh, yeah. summer. We've got uh, Tepe Warren joining us, JS Jerry 6, Jerry 76, Lahab 82, Kim Jisoo, Ian King, um, all saying hello, hello, hello. hello. Yes, uh, Jal 3631 says, come on, OFD. And wow, 2002, you Welcome. You might not recognize these songs. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. But uh, most of us will recognize it. Mm. Uh, I can say that I'll actually recognize it. Right. Actually, more than I think the pop songs. Yeah, because I had a hard time um, looking for songs uh, from the Billboard chart that I recognize. <laughs> that off you the recognize, too. too. Yeah. So, I, like, the first song I recognized was actually up at number five. Mm-hmm. Like, one, two, three, four. I was like, okay, I know who Ashanti is, but right. what is this song? Right, right, right. Like, I know who P. Diddy is. <laughs> I used to know him as Puff Daddy, you yes, know? So it's true. It was a little weird for up until song five, and then I recognized Nelly's Hot in Here. Because uh, right. I did go to clubs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then number six, Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles. Mm-hmm. is because oh, that, that song. piano riff, yeah, right? Oh, my gosh. That, that piano on a truck. You yes, know? Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. And then Pink's Don't Let Me Get Me was a number 15 and then come number 24 I was like okay so this is why I was listening to mostly Korean music and uh, you know some less than popular songs in American pop scene because Linkin Park was there that's right (laughs) they charted but you know Linkin Park's In The End was at number 24 and then uh, 28 was Sheryl Crow was Ah, Soak Up The Sun I remember this one I just included that one because we both love the songs yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah but over here in Korea, um, so the World Cups, uh, they it began in May, at the end of May. Yeah. Um, and so by the second week of June of 2002, what, this is like first week slash second week because I believe June 1st was a weekend. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was p- sort of both first and second. Mm-hmm. And by mm-hmm. then... Um, a lot of songs were on the charts, but not a lot of people were listening to the charts. That's true. Yeah. They were listening to one particular song that I will bring up later, later. Uh, mm-hmm. in the second song. Sure. But um, Yeah. Uh, but still, there were songs that were charting um, as, a, as, as a, I guess... I don't know from from the months before. It's like a, there were, it was like a carryover. Yeah, chart, they kind right? of stayed on the charts because there was not a lot of movement. Like right, you said, people weren't listening to music. Right, so the, a lot of the songs on uh, the chart that I found today were, um, you know, released months earlier, Way before. Yeah, mm. um, and I did have a very hard time picking the songs, mm. so I had to pick a theme. Yeah, and <laughs> I will mention what the theme is. Okay. after. The second song. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. All right. So the first one that I have for you mm-hmm. was at number one on the charts. It is number one. Yes. By Boa. Boa. Boa, of course, is Asia Epior, yeah. or the star of Asia. Mm-hmm. And up until her third album, apparently she also had the nickname Korea's Britney Spears. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember yeah, that. Yeah, but like I think it has to be changed so that Britney Spears is the America's American Boa. Boa. <laughs> Or at least trying. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think because Boa has far surpassed. I mean, when she, mm. oh, just because they both debuted at an extremely young age, right? And they were also dancing, singing sensations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. But、uh, the, I think origins-wise,、mm. it was a fitting title. But like you said, she's long surpassed. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, Boa debuted when she was a lot younger than Britney Spears too, because she was, she like was eleven. Thirteen,、uh, thirteen, yes, thirteen. But she was. Uh, recruited、yes. three years prior to her debut, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. she was a trainee for three years. That、mm-hmm. means she was basically picked up at ten. And、My、her、goodness. first album did not do as great as anticipated.、Mm-hmm. Uh, half of it because、uh, a lot of younger girls were too jealous of her. Oh no! Yeah, she can't. She couldn't accrue that fan base. No, not at first. But、um, that's actually. It's a little sad. No, that's so interesting because,、mm. yeah, if you debut a really young girl,、mm. who, who who's your target fan base? Young girls. It's got to be other young、yeah. girls. But they were too busy fangirling over boy groups. Boy groups. Yeah, that's true.、So、it was a little hit and miss, I think. But、mm. so that happened in the summer of two thousand,、mm-hmm. and come two thousand and one, she translated or gave her debut song some Japanese lyrics and、mm-hmm. debuted in Japan. Yeah. And at first, that didn't really go well either.、Mm-hmm. So apparently. She got really homesick, and she was having a really hard time. Like her weight was down to like thirty kilograms at <gasps> one point. Oh my gosh!、Um, but、uh, her second album did a little better,、mm-hmm. and、uh, one performance apparently in particular on NHK just、mm-hmm. kind of、uh, put her on the map. Yeah. And then after that, her third single did really well in two thousand and two, in January of two thousand and two. But by then, she was already back in Korea preparing for. Her second studio album in Korea, which was going to be、uh, titled by Number One, right? But just around then,、mm. her third single in Japan shot up to number three on the Oricon chart.、My、so、gosh. she had to go back to Japan、yeah. and then come back to Korea to release her、uh, second studio album、yeah. in April of 2002,、ah, and that's when we got Number One. I see.、Mm-hmm. I see. And、uh, yeah, the song just. Somehow, really rallied and、uh, turned all the girls around. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. and so she,、uh, I guess, she was really backed by the teens and the people in their twenties as well.、Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, soon, by that summer, not only was number one huge in Korea, but、uh, in、um, in August of the same year, she flew back to. I mean, okay, yeah, the, it's only like an. Hour and a half and two hour <laughs> flight away, but still. No, but hey, that back and forth is、It's, not easy. What, what do you think? She, or back in two thousand two, were you flying in and out of Kimpo or Incheon? Oh, actually, it depended.、Oh, okay. It depended on、um, flight availability. Right, right, right. I don't remember if actually the Kimpo Haneda was available yet、oh, at that point. I, I only flew into Narita. Yeah, I、oh, don't even well, think it was available Inchon, at that、yeah. point. Yeah. But yeah, because、yeah. I'm just thinking,、mm-hmm. it's for me. Whenever I travel to Japan,、mm-hmm. it、mm-hmm. feels further from my home to Incheon than it is to Incheon to Narita. <laughs> so yeah, so she was yeah. Having, she was going back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. This little girl, she, I think she was like 16 or yeah, 17 by then.、Gosh. Yeah, and、uh, by that summer, she released the song Valenti in、mm-hmm. Japan, and、mm-hmm. that of course became one of her biggest、Shot、songs.、Up. Yeah. Yep, yep. And、uh, yeah, so number one, just kind of, I think it's one of those cases where the song's title kind of gave the artist 
her you know life story kind of it, yeah. like her life sort of followed the way of her song exactly title. Mm-hmm. and then after that it's you know everything's history she's yeah. still sort of number one right yeah so, absolutely yeah. she's still at the top of her game that's right all right um and of course the song uh lyrics wise i think mm-hmm. you've talked about this with either stella or yeah it, the, we we sort of it was very inconclusive right yeah we felt like it was we were, she was missing somebody. Yeah, she she does talk about I wanting someone back in her life, right. and she talks about my past love and past memories mm-hmm. disappearing. Mm-hmm. But um, who is you in the story mm-hmm. is a little enigmatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in context, I do think she may be talking to the moon. The moon, yeah. yes. There was that theory too. Yeah. It does seem like it, she could be talking to the moon. There was that imagery here and there scattered right. around. Right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I miss you moon, or I miss you full moon, or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. 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 But um, but she, she also does talk about so she's talking to the second person asking for the third person's well-being. Right. So, or information. So I don't know what the song is really about, but I don't think I it really like, matters. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I do think there is a very specific mm. story going, a backstory going on here. Probably. We're just not very privy to it, and it's not clear enough. Because it's it yeah. doesn't have to be. It's, it's good enough as it is. It's supposed to be cool and catchy yeah. and good to dance to. Yeah, and that's definitely what it was. That's true. All right, let's listen to Boa with number one. That was number one by Boa. That is truly taking us back mm. to 2002, is it not? But We're all remembering her as I a was, cute kid. As I was telling you off mic, yeah. um, I have been hearing that song a lot lately. Lately? Because, yeah, she's been on a variety show performing the song. Oh, okay. And she still looks the same. Oh. It's crazy. Oh, I, I mean, I actually, I think she looks... I think she looks different, but, like, in a really good way. Yeah, like, like she's matured and such matured, a beautiful yeah. woman. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah. Like, I mean, the dance moves and everything, yeah. they're all still all the same. Yeah. And then um, it did dawn on me um, recently mm-hmm. that we were watching her perform the song um, from 2002, yeah. just now on screen. Yeah. And around, or she's around the, like, back then she was around the age of, some of the new jeans girls are today. Mm, okay, okay. So it's, it's not unheard. Of of, yeah, it's yeah. not unheard of for younger performers performers to be on stage, mm-hmm. but to be such a huge star at that yeah. age. Oh my gosh! And, yeah, yeah, and I mean, new jeans is five people. She's <laughs> just one person. all by herself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and in those respects too, I have just the most respect mm. for her. Like um, what she must have gone through and mm. the kind of mental energy that. She she had to muster oh, yeah. to get through some of those times because mm. you don't have to be a star. Just living a normal life as a 16-year-old is Ugh. not easy. It was hard. It was so <laughs> traumatizing. It's hard. <laughs> so, so much love to her. Mm. Um, also, a lot of much love was received by all of these songs that mm. we have today on the playlist. I think a lot of our listeners are going to be very happy to hear all these familiar tunes. Right. Uh, the second song I have for you is actually apparently uh, another Dorebang or karaoke favorite 
among men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, Sarang Tu wow. by YB. Mm-hmm. And I did find the song on the charts for the second week of June of 2002, but yeah. the song itself was actually released in 1994. <laughs> okay. Now, now, what happened? Need some explanation yes. here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Yoon Do-yeon mm-hmm. debuted as a solo artist in right. 1994 first because right. his company didn't have enough money. <laughs> He he wanted to debut as a band, right? But he didn't have a band himself, right? Right. So uh, the company said, "Okay, well, you have to debut as a solo artist, yeah, and make some money so that we could make you a band." Okay, but he didn't do that good. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So it it took him a while to mm-hmm. form a band, mm-hmm. I, and eventually he did. Um, uh, and the first lineup of his band was basically the session members who uh, backed him at a concert. Mm-hmm. But, okay. um, and then as that YB or Yundoyan band, as they were known back right. then, uh, they lasted three albums, I believe. Okay. And then after the fourth album, they just dis- disbanded mm-hmm. and they weren't, they didn't get to the position of the, you know, the Kumin band uh, p- uh, position until like the fifth and sixth album. Right. A little uh, much later in that right. story. In fact, in 2001, they had a modern rock album that also did not do all that great. Mm. But come 2002, their song was the only song we ever heard all through <laughs> summer because it was Opus in Korea. Right. And that was basically the unofficial cheer song of the World Cup games. And it was just playing nonstop everywhere and Yoon Dae-hyun himself was everywhere oh yeah he was in Gwangamun one day and then yeah. in Haeundae the other day exactly. and you know he was just all over the place he was all over the place I do think he also that's when he started Love Letter mm, right must have been around he then just too. Yeah, yeah. everything blew up mm-hmm. for him um, for YB mm-hmm. as well um, and yeah he had the shaved head Oh yeah, at that time. Yeah. So billboards, every the, commercial. The, oh yeah. Yeah. It was everywhere, and because the, the thing is, yeah, that song was literally everywhere, blasting at a volume that's always too high. Yeah. But we didn't get sick of it because <laughs> we were all adrenaline high, and, and we'd all start singing along. Oh it yeah, was jumping the, up like and you down said, and the national unofficial cheer song. Yeah. yeah, and that's why people started. You know, people who didn't know who YB was back then right. were like, oh, so I've been seeing this Yundoyan guy everywhere. Yeah. What kind of songs do does he sing? Right. He has four or five albums. Right. What? So people <laughs> look That's back. Right. And uh, <laughs> from the first album, his first solo album, yep. the two songs, Kaoru Chegoganeza and Sarang Two, were the two songs that people just started loving so much right. that they started climbing up the charts. Right. It and was a Yeokjuhang back in 2002 right. of crazy proportions because the song was how old by then, right? It was, it was like eight years old. Yeah, it was very unheard of at the yeah. time. Um, and yeah, the song did fantastic. He later on went on to include the song uh, as well as Kairo Chegok um, as a YB track mm-hmm. on a live album as well. But ah. yeah, today we're actually going to listen to the original version released in 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually going to be Yoon Do-hyun's Sarangtu, right. not YB's Sarangtu. Right. Although right. there are YB Sarangtu oh, versions. Oh yeah, lots, lots. Since and then. the thing sure. is, um, 
as I was saying, it's a Dorevan favorite and sure. it's a Tetang song yeah. for a lot of uh, guys. A lot, a lot of guys, most Koreans whoever. actually. Yes. And I was actually thinking, I was looking for a clip that yeah. I vaguely remember seeing. Mm hmm. Um, of someone singing the song, some, not Yoon Do-yeon, but someone else singing the song at a park uh-huh. and everyone singing along. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up Yoon Do-yeon, 사랑 to... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, no, not even Yoon Do-yeon. 사랑 to 떼창 is what I looked uh, up. Yeah. But what I found was actually a clip yeah. of a college festival uh-huh. filmed two weeks ago. Oh. And he's on stage. Yeah. Not singing. Okay. Because all the kids are singing. Wow. So even college kids today... No one sing the song. No sarang too. Exactly. Even though they weren't even born in no. 2002, let alone 1994. Exactly. It's like, right. kids, there are a lot of great songs that, that are released great. now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess it's a classic. That's That must have been a sight to see. Mm. Um, Yoon oh Do-young must have been feeling so good. I was looking at his hair. Yeah. He now has bobbed hair. Yeah. The exact style I want to cut my hair into. Oh. And I'm like... Hey, well, now I'm going to have to go to my hairdresser and say, give me Yundo's hair. Yundo's hair. Oh, he has great hair. He does. He really does. Still has great hair, still has great voice. Let's listen to Yundo Hyun for our next song, Sarang 2. That was Yoon Do-hyun with 사랑 2. We just listened to number 1. Now it was 사랑 2. Is there a 사랑 1? I don't know. I've, I've never literally out... always wondered that. And every time of the many, many, many mm-hmm. times I've spent time with Yoon Do-hyun, I actually never asked him that. I I could see why. Because he's a fun conversationist. <laughs> and I'm sure you get distracted with other I topics. I completely, yes. Yeah. And also, I don't want him to like... I didn't want to say something dumb. Like, right. Yeah. But yeah, I've always wondered. But I, I did look into the lyrics a little bit, and it's basically like falling for your friend. Oh. So I wonder if it's in my head. I was just thinking it could be maybe like one kind of love and right. another, another kind, kind of, of love. love. That's true too. Yeah. I, although the thing is, is the reason I say is because I've seen it written mm-hmm. as 사랑 Roman number two. Yeah, and I've also seen right? it in, you know, the number two, number two, as, two well. as well. But on the album cover, I believe it's written as Officially TWO. Officially as TWO. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll I'll ask them that the last... I'll forget to ask him then. The yeah. last time I said, um, we're going to move right along to our next song. This is another one that was kind of here and there and uh-huh. everywhere in the background in 2002. Right. Um, My favorite album of that time. Uh, yes. Absolutely. It, yeah. it was a big album, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, Lab 82 kind of caught on to yeah. what I was doing. Really? She said one, two, and three. Three. And yes, it is a trio. Yes. Uh, roller coaster. And mm-hmm. we're going to listen to their song Last Scene mm-hmm. off of their third album. Nice. That was their title track. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've talked about roller coaster before. They were touted as the last band of the century and also the first band of the 21st century. Right, right, so yeah, right. they mm-hmm. were pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, they were always kind of labeled as the acid jazz band. But uh, well, they did kind of delve into acid jazz for there the first of it yeah but first it's very second album light yeah touches of it and uh by the third album they were trying a lot of different stuff uh including electronica as oh, yeah. well mm-hmm. and they kind of in my head they are kind of like 
the forerunners mm-hmm. of electronica in Korea because mm-hmm. it was after roller coaster um, that we got bands like Classicwa right. and Humming Urban Stereo right, and right. all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, th- um, one thing I found out about them is that their first and second albums were actually recorded at home. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so they had to use Window 98 <laughs> <laughs> and um, cover all the doors and windows with blankets to uh, muffle any outside mm-hmm. sounds. Yeah. And apparently their biggest enemy was their fridge. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, because <gasps> there's no warning when yeah, that thing that will go. <laughs> and then it starts belching. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and um if if they had ice making, um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the 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 settling of the ice, yeah, that's the right. water water purifiers, that's right. yeah, those would have been loud that as well, loud. yeah. But come third album, they were using studios yep, because yep, they yep. had made money, <laughs> and you know they could, <laughs> yes. Um, and so their third album, Absolute, was released in two thousand and two, mm-hmm. and this song, Last Scene, written and composed by Chuanzan, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It it's uh, it's a song that basically describes the last scene of a couple. Right. It's so beautifully written. Yeah, really and, well written. Um, it describes the protagonist just standing there, mm-hmm. and it starts with her saying, "I couldn't say anything. Right. I just stood there, mm-hmm. and um, I realized what you had meant mm-hmm. a lot later." Like at right. the time, I didn't even know what you were saying, basically. Right. And then after uh, everything changed, mm-hmm. there nothing. There's nothing that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And I realized only too later that where I am, you're not. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the last scene that she paints for us. Yeah. But uh, the song is not a sad one. It's it's in minor, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of upbeat. It's just got a really cool groove. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And then it. To me, the song is more about moving on from the last scene than anything else. Because she does say, fortunately, mm-hmm. time flows. Mm-hmm. And there comes a time when I could just say your name nonchalantly. Right. In, like, with in- indifference. Mm-hmm. And sure, there are days when I get angry and mm-hmm. I cry and mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, make loud noises. And um, I would imagine that you're having a harder time than I am. Mm. But still, nothing changes. But right. I move on. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, I it, I think it's just so well written because it was always written. Um, you feel like you're in the moment and yet she's telling it from in past tense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was, I thought, always very sophisticated. Yeah, and the, the way the lyrics are written mm-hmm. is as new, was as new to mm-hmm. us as mm-hmm. the music itself. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it was just so... So it, it was, was so, so cool. Yeah, it was so cool. It was so cool. And it was so far away from all the mainstream stuff because you know we right. were at, at the time we were listening to a lot of number one sure, by Boa sure. and a lot of God and yeah, you know, that's right. Um, yeah. And a little bit of Psy. A lot know? of dense music oh, still yeah, totally. very prominent on the scene, but yeah. uh, this was just sort of neither neither this nor that. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, not indie anymore. By the third album, they were pretty big. They were in the mainstream, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, in college, there were girls, or people who listened to Roller coaster and mm-hmm. people who don't listen to roller coaster, <laughs> right. basically. So, right, it was kind of that dividing mm-hmm. line, the standard, and they were super, super cool. The song's still super cool. Oh yeah, it's roller coaster for our next song, last scene.
That was roller coaster with the they're one of their classics. Mm. Last scene, definitely one of my favorites from them. Mm-hmm. That's for sure, fan favorite. <sighs> Good times. <sighs> yes. So we had one, two, three. Uh, Law heavy. You two added your um, surreptitious kind of mm. theme going on here. I mean, because I needed some direction because the chart um, included fifty songs from right. the second week of June, right. and they were basically I liked. 45 of them. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't count, but you know. Yeah. So, uh, I needed some sort of direction and I went with the numbers. And mm-hmm. so we did num- one, two, three, and number four. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go with Pum Yarim Kal Kyaul. Ah, very nice. Yes. Although there are only two people. Two people, but Pum Yarim Kal of course, is for the four seasons. That's right. Comprising the name of the band. That's right. Clever. And of course, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I could have gone with Finkel, but, you know, that yeah. felt like cheating a little. Um, and we're going to listen to their song, Bravo My Life, which was huge. Yes. Even during the World Cup. Yes, And true. Uh, yeah, I, I have talked about the band itself before, so I'll just kind of jump right into the songs. Yeah. Um, well, what had happened was they did great up until the third album and mm-hmm. they were known as like the most experimental band because they would include like you know all instrumental songs in their albums as right. the title track and so on and so forth right um and they were already recognized for their talents and skills fusion uh, was what they were exactly all about. Mm-hmm. uh but from their fourth album through the sixth yes they were making albums more for performances than like album sales mm-hmm. or like you know uh, they TV. were taking to the stage that's right mm-hmm. um and uh it's just where i guess their songs were a little too experimental mm-hmm. um according to one description of it anyway mm-hmm. so uh yeah so they their albums weren't doing as great as the first three. So right. one, two, three did not do as good as, I mean, one, two, three did better than four, five, six. Mm-hmm. And so um, with their popularity waning mm-hmm. a little, mm-hmm. um, they released their seventh album, including the song Bravo My Life, uh-huh. and they just kind of came back to the center. It's like snapped back. Yeah. Right. And that just takes the one song sometimes. Totally. Yeah. Well, their hardcore fans weren't mm-hmm. exactly thrilled with the song because it takes away from all the experimentalist um, style and kind of an outlier. Yeah, when it, you look at their body of work, exactly, it's a little bit too mainstream to some fans' taste. <laughs> right, right, right. But that just means, you know, the mass public loved it. Right. right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they they ended up recording three different versions of the song. There's the original Whoa. version, there's a reprised version, and there's actually another version that was included in a movie called Fly Daddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one was just called the OST version. It was a little different, apparently, in, in terms of the arrangement. Okay. Um, and uh, what really threw me off was the fact that both Kim Jong-jin and Jeon Taegwan, mm-hmm. who are, you know, the same age, yeah. they were younger than me. <laughs> younger In than I am now. Yeah. They were younger than I am now when were they were they singing re- this song. Really? Yes. And basically, they were singing about middle age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And so the That's reason... going to bring up some complicated emotions. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> More than anything, the fact that I looked up to them thinking they're yeah. such fantastic ajashi <laughs> right. You know, because... I mean, no. 
I still think of him that way, and sure, it's just sure, weird. Oh no, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> but um, so apparently they really um struck a chord with men in that middle age Mid- with this well, song. Well, we're gonna do air quotes middle age because yeah. I think even in the twenty years since the song has come uh-huh. out, the definition of middle age is already That's sort of true. evolved. Okay, right? I will. Um, I. I think as of 2002, we still thought, like, the 30s was middle age. Maybe, yeah. Or, Maybe you're right. Okay, I so, mean, look at the song Sodom Jinmei, right? Oh, that's <laughs> like, true. Yeah, but that was weird. That one was weird. Sodom, you, don't, you know nothing. When that. you're 30, anyway, you're still um, a baby. So basically, this was them, like, their ode to being in their 40s. Right. Yeah. And uh, they start off the song by <clears> saying... <throat> Um, you know, my my, I've been so unskilled in my life mm-hmm. so far that mm-hmm. my past days are filled with regrets. Yeah, it wasn't great, <laughs> but it wasn't all bad. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. and I I put a star next to the next line because yeah. it starts with um, uh, there's no sunset glow this evening. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, kind and of bringing it full circle from our opening. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and. It, he talks about how you know t- it's going to be another cloudy day tomorrow. There's mm-hmm. going to be no sun, and but I'm still going to move on forward because yep. bravo my life. I and like uh, uh, apparently, it was actually uh, kind of poignant mm-hmm. that they were talking to my life because they do say bye oh, insenga. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so it's bravo. It's my an life. ode to yeah, their life. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it, they, he actually personifies mm-hmm. uh, his life, saying mm-hmm. that for your courage, yeah. that took me this far mm. or brought me this far, and uh, yeah, that's and, lovely. Yeah, he also says for our future, mm-hmm. our brilliant future, us being you and, and and like myself and my life. Right. Yeah. Right. So, Great writing, once again. Really great writing. Mm-hmm. And outlier or not, it's still Pom Yorong Kaokyo. Oh, yeah. Bravo, my life. Let's listen. <laughs> That's Bravo My Life by Boom Yoram Kaur Kaur. And we're going to squeeze in the last song because I want to know why it's number five. <laughs> because it's Season in the Sun. Oh, five Liz. <laughs> oh, you. Sneaky cheeky. That's <laughs> awesome. I love it. Thank you. Season in the Sun. Five syllables by Chung Jae-yuk. It's our last song of the day. That's right. And we're going to get a little bit of Peter Fonda huh? in the song because the song actually starts with a bit of a narration, not narration, but a mm-hmm. clip from a movie. That, oh my gosh. That's yeah. right. What and, movie? And um, I, like when I heard it, I had to find out. Yeah. And I did a little bit of digging, yeah. because that's what I do. Yes. And uh, it's, a, it's a movie called The Wild Angels but, uh, from 1966, oh, where Peter F- a very, very young Peter Fonda yeah, yeah, yeah. plays a biker, Hell's Angels biker. Wow. And he's calling for freedom. Uh, some, uh, a pastor asks, what is, just what is it that you want? Yeah. And he says, I want to be free. I want to be free. And I want to be loaded. <laughs> That's what he says. Um, the, the movie also features Nancy Sinatra. Wow. But I don't know if it's the mother or the daughter. It's either Frank Sinatra's wife or daughter. No, I think it's her daughter. Probably, time-wise. Yeah, yeah. 60s, yeah. It's also, his daughter. Bruce Dern. 
as yeah. in Laura Dern's father. Right, that's yeah. right. So yeah, and the so that fun. exact same clip apparently was also used in another song yeah. released in 1990. Uh, it's actually a song called "Loaded" by uh-huh. Primal Scream. Oh, yeah. So that bit was borrowed. Yeah. And borrowed again. And borrowed again. And uh, the song itself was borrowed. Yes. From a Japanese band called Tube. Tube. Oh, yes, I remember Tube yeah. back in the day. And that's actually a four-piece band that, that's kind of like our cool, as yeah. in that they kind of represented Japan's summer. Summery, yeah. summery songs. Uh-huh. They that's were apparently true. known as Yorume Namjadar, or the men of summer. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was interesting how this song itself was released in uh, 2001. One mm-hmm. uh, in November oh. as a part of Chong Jae-hook's second album that was actually the title track of which was actually Talgayo, which yeah. was of course another huge rock ballad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming that the song was found on the chart I was looking at because you know the season in the sun was coming. Exactly, it yeah. kind of came back because of, it was seasonally so. appropriate. Yeah. All right. Well, it's seasonally appropriate for us as well. It's our last song taking us out. Thank you so much, Liz. My pleasure. Here is Jung Jae-uk, Season in the Sun. See you tomorrow. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Away, baby. Let's go.